Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and it is uh, Christmas Eve here on the uh, 24th day of December, bright and early, wet it is here in Somerville, South Carolina. I'm Richie Altman alongside Will Porter. He'll be answering the phones today, pushing a few buttons, hanging out, making some conversation as we get you ready for the final day of preparation before the big day tomorrow, Christmas morning, where the big man Santa Claus will come in and drop a few smiles around uh, the world do his thing. Hopefully we'll do the same here today as we are coming at you live again in Somerville, South Carolina in the Gurns Pharmacy Studios. Uh, man, yesterday, uh, really wet, kind of uh, dreary, kind of one of those days that, that we had to kind of get through a little bit. Uh, Charleston, very busy all day yesterday. Uh, I traveled a little bit, Will, uh, around the low country uh, and towards the outskirts of Dorchester County into uh, Charleston County. I uh, had a few meetings yesterday. Just noticed it. I guess nobody went to work yesterday, number one, because uh, all the main uh, roads and the arteries and things like that around Somerville packed out. I mean, it was just crazy. Then last night, uh, yesterday evening out and about, I, I ventured into uh, the shopping area. Boy, that's, that's, that's borderline suicide there. I mean, you're definitely asking for something crazy. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's the greatest of all when it comes to people watching, which I, I believe in 20 uh, 30, it's going to become an Olympic sport, and that's people watching. Uh, it's, it's, yesterday was one of the greatest days of all. Today will be even better than yesterday when it comes to watching people. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do of, of all times. But I ventured out to the wonderful world of Target, Target if you know what I mean. And, uh, man, I watched one guy about lost his cool in line. He had a conversation with himself. He started disagreeing with himself. Next thing you know, he's arguing with himself. I think he put himself in timeout at one time. I was like, man, this is great. And uh, he got a little nervous, but he regrouped. He, he had a one-on-one, and I guess they came to grips and said, look, it's Christmas. We'll get, we'll get through this. <laughs> and next thing you know, he moved The in. most wonderful time of the year. Isn't it? <laughs> it is crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, I watched this guy literally. He, he asked himself a question. He answered his question. He then said, man, you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm like looking around like, oh, crap. <laughs> Who are you talking to? He talks to himself. Yeah, sooner or later he was going to start punching himself. I think that he talked yeah. himself out of it. I'm, I'm like praying for like a Bluetooth or, or, or some type of earbud or something. I'm like looking around. As, I'm trying not to be seen. I'm looking around him. I'm like. He was actually a secret agent. He, he, he just had an earpiece. Oh, he you just couldn't see it. He's definitely an agent, <laughs> and he's definitely 
not much of a secret, but he's definitely an agent. <laughs> and, and, and again, I was like, man, maybe there's a bus he's going to go get on, and, and they're just going to take him back to the house. Or something. I, I don't know. But it was crazy. I mean, he took himself out of line, put himself back in line. He was like, man, you're stupid. I was like, oh, I thought he was talking to me, right? Oh, and I'm thinking, hey, that's cool. Days that day, I'm going to be dumb because I'm not going to say nothing. Because you know, you could look at some people and say, "Man, they're crazy." There's no doubt they they get the award hands down. They're they're undisputed champion, and uh, he wasn't talking to me. I was pretty. I was oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, so that that's kind of how my day went yesterday. Um, I did watch uh, some football yesterday. I did get a chance to watch uh, the bowl game that you and I talked about yesterday. Oh yeah, UCF uh, and Marshall. Oh, you know, we are Marshall. Not yesterday we weren't. Uh, Stefan Gilmore's little brother plays for Marshall. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Another one. Another young man that has made his way out of the state of South Carolina. How in the world do you let these athletes leave our state? For the love of God, can we please lock our borders down? It's just it's ridiculous, man. It's almost yeah. as on my mind as much as uh, the band thing in high school. It, it's very close to my heart. Under, uh, yeah, understandable. Right and, and and like you you want to keep you, you want to keep the talent that comes from the state of South Carolina within the state of South Carolina and saying that uh, you know he he either goes to a, a Division One like uh, Clemson or the South Carolinas and uh, I mean even as far as you know Coastal or College of Charleston the Citadel uh, any any of these uh, schools SEC any of these schools that um, that represent the state of South Carolina and, and uh, we want to represent these kids and, and the kids we want, we want the kids to represent the state. Right. But whenever they take their talents elsewhere out of the state, I mean, they, in a way they still take that uh, pride of South Carolina with them. I would hope that they do, but it's just not the same. And I, and I understand where you're coming from. I like how you feel that in there. Well, if they went to uh, the number one Clemson or South Carolina, typical Clemson fan. And you wonder why we don't get along. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess they. You guys don't even recruit locally. You guys are. No. You guys are the. You guys are the worst. You guys. Yeah. You guys don't appreciate local talent here. Yeah. No. We went. We went to the other. Are, we went to the other USC's backyard. And, no. And but but, you, but you do it there. You. But I mean, and everybody does. But South Carolina and the South Carolina has, I, I guess. But the Gamecocks usually do. I would say out of the two, out of the two universities, they actually they do recruit the better. You know, the better talent. You know, and they have here. Of, of many years. Steve Spurrier was one of the best at it and keeping the kids, at least those kids. But Coastal Carolina's awful at it. I mean, they're awful at it. And they go to they go to the northern tier to go get these kids. Well, guess how many guys hit a record of jumping in? A, uh, they, they didn't, there were so many guys that they couldn't get out of Coastal Carolina fast enough. They had to get a bus. There was no portal. There was a bus. They actually had to get a Greyhound bus and load 17 guys in one day, in like an hour. Jumped into this portal. They were like, deuces, I'm out. Wow. That's crazy. But anyways, yeah, so we watched football yesterday. Just watched around. Kind of looked here in the studio. I had the TV blaring. It was cool. Um, It was cool if you're a UCF fan. They they blew the doors off of them. I mean, never. It it was never much of a contest. And then being a Packer fan, you knew I had to settle up and watch a little Monday Night Football. Because we're playing against our rivals, which is the Vikings. And do you know that I was in, I'm trying to think what year it was. It must have been, two, I don't know, I think I'll look and see. Maybe 2010, somewhere in that ball game. I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, it was in Minnesota last night. And uh, 
it was funny because Cousins, the quarterback, is uh, for the Vikings, right? Right. I mean, he's he's he is who he is. He's still winless in Monday Night Football. Oh, oh and eight now. Yeah. He was with the Redskins. He was winless. He's with. Did you Vikings, see? He's winless. Did you see what the Packers did? Um, they they imitated his um, his locker room uh, rant of a couple years ago. Uh, whenever Kirk Cousins was uh, getting off the field, going to the locker room, and he shouted at a reporter, "You like that? Oh yeah, you like he was that? with the Redskins. Yeah, when that was when he was with Washington, and so the Packers, uh, man, they they were re- really creative, and the social media team just just trolled them so bad so badly because oh, yeah. they did the same thing. See what I did yesterday. <laughs> so so yesterday I got him. Yesterday I went after him. But I don't always do this. But sometimes I I just have a moment. I mean, it was it was a very ugly win, and and I think that you you may have had eh. more to, more to say than than most. Eh, ugly. It's tough, man. Look, you got to realize, a it's a rival. Okay, there's yeah. a lot of emotions going on right now. There's a lot of things happening. A lot of guys dropped some balls. Aaron Rodgers uh, threw a few interceptions there. I get it, and that ended his streak too, didn't it? Yeah, I but think of a, eh. a couple of game, games without interceptions. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't care, man. Look, here's the deal: win, win the ball game. That's all I care. Yeah, the win is a win. And twenty-three to ten, I'll take an ugly twenty-three to ten win. By the way, because it's not like the Vikings are in the playoffs. By the way, they they're in. Yeah, they they, they, they clinched they the had spot. a chance. Well, they clinched the spot before that game. Right. Well, they, they, they they're in. They're going to be like the number six seed. So yeah. they're they're in. It was a chance. It was a small smidge of chance that if 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 Green Bay would have lost last night and then next week or this week, I guess now they would lose against the Lions. They actually could have won the division. Yeah, that's how that's I mean, that they're not it's not like the NFC East or some of these other divisions where they're finding ways to get in. Uh, and we're going to go through that today. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, before we hit the break uh, back uh, to Kirk Cousins, he said back home with the best fans in the NFL. He tweeted that out uh, before the game. And of course, I tweeted at him and just decided to have a little fun. I say, wait, what? I thought the game was in Minnesota. Now, Kirk, now Cousins says in front of the best fans in the NFL. When did they move the game to Lambeau Field with a question mark? And uh, he never responded to me. But some people liked it, though. I mean, it is what it is on social media. you got to have fun with it, though, man. That's what it's all about. There. I just have a little, poke a little fun at the bear. Uh, he's not very good. Uh, you know, as long as he's on there. And I hope he's their quarterback for a long time. I think he's a great guy. I think they should keep him around a long time. Um, it just is what it is. He is. He is 0-9 all time. He's the worst Monday Night Football quarterback in the history of Monday Night Football, by the way. Oh, and nine? Yeah. You got to try to be that bad. And and a lot of – It wasn't all his fault, though. Right. And a lot of betters um, and people in Vegas were really rooting for him and hoping that he could be able to uh, turn the swing of luck around somehow. Uh, for for whatever that, that is worth, I don't know. But it did not work out in the way that a lot of these betters thought. Yeah, and you know the pa- the Packers are who they are, and uh, and, w- and we'll dive into all of this uh, in in today's show, and um, and and I'll just throw this out here too, um, for everyone out there listening on this uh, Christmas Eve, if you want to call in and be a guest on this show and uh, let your voice be heard, of course we are uh, dabbling into the NFL for most of this show, but also uh, talking about the uh, bowl game between Marshall and UCF. Uh, at, at, sometime in the show, but if you want to call in 323-784-9681, again, that number is 323-784-9681. Richie? Yeah, I, I say this, though. We will we will definitely talk uh, the NFL, and, and I'm contemplating 
uh, doing it first and uh, hour, and then second hour heading into college football because there is another bowl game today. Uh, they'll play today. They will not play tomorrow. There will be zero games on tomorrow. Uh, there'll be the NBA, but we'll get to watch uh, all the all the NBA you can stand. You'll get tomorrow. to watch. You'll get to watch LeBron and Anthony Davis sit yeah. on the bench. That's what the um, that's what the injury report. Well, enjoy, enjoy that because yeah. I'm not. I'd rather watch the Christmas story personally. Yeah, me too. I just, like I'll, I'll I'll keep up with the scores on my phone. Like just give me the final score, but that's about it. Yeah, just I'm just uh, I'll get into that another day. I'm just not much of an NBA guy. Those guys are it, it's a lot of me guys. It, it, it's still football going on, so I'm not fully invested in the NBA. There like will always people. be something more, right? To watch. I just don't like. It's become more of a production to me. It's more of a show. I, I like college basketball. Give me college basketball. Hey, give me high school basketball. Those NBA guys, man, it's just – I miss the days of Jordan. I miss the guys of, of Larry Bird. I miss, you know, the Barclays. Yeah. I, I miss that generation, that era of basketball. It was just, to me, it was – I just enjoyed it more. I don't know what it was. It was just different for me. These days, these guys – I mean, even like yesterday, what was it, two days ago? Uh, it was yesterday, I think. I don't know. Where one of the fans hollered at, at one of the uh, NBA guys, and he, he – started whining it he said something mean to me and pointed into the stands i was like are you kidding me dude he's heckling you and you got a problem with it what what, what is that i mean i don't i don't have time for that do you imagine could you imagine somebody in major league baseball or or, or the nfl just all of a sudden turn around and, and point into the stands and said he said i was fat because that's kind of what it was like i'm like dude who cares shut up and make a three and he made a three and he knew all of a sudden he was back to being fine I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. I don't like it. It is what it is. Even in high school, look in high school, if there's a bench and, and, and I'll give you an example real quick, because we got to go to break. Yeah. But who is it? Um, Ashley Ridge is known for, for the rowdies over there. They got the, uh, the, the Ashley Ridge rowdies over there. And then, and, and uh, they stand there. They, they are, they are the most obnoxious group of kids. Over there. But I like it. Mm. That's what they do. Yeah. Their student section. Yeah. And they're close. They're in your face. And, um, uh, they started hackling some of the kids at Somerville. Well, the coach at Somerville didn't like that very much. And I get it, coach. I understand it. But look, shut them up by beating them. Shut them up by scoring points. Shut them up by making a layup. Because that's part of the game. That's part of the home field advantage. If you don't like it, do something about it. But don't blow the whistle and get the ref over there and say, he's, he's talking crap to my players. He can't single out my players. Why can't he? It's a sport. Are yeah. you kidding me? Build your kids a little tougher. And if they're not tougher, find other tougher kids and send them home. But we've got to go to break. We're going to come back. I am going to take calls throughout the show. Didn't line up any guests. I, you know, I just it's, it's Christmas Eve. I didn't want to bother anybody. Maybe we play some Christmas music today. I, I think that's probably uh, should be in, in the document. Oh, brother, i got it lined up. I got oh, I knew you would. Up. Oh, I know you would. All right, so here's the number, 323-784-9681. Uh, come back. We'll talk NFL. Let's do it. We'll do NFL. Then we'll do uh, – We'll finish up hour two with the bowl season uh, and uh, kind of get that into it as well. Follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. Hook us up on Twitter at SO Sports Central. This is Southern Sports Central coming back. Round two. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I've brought me some corn for pop. 
pop. The lights turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. And the fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow and snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll be going out. But if you really grab me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. For the fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Well, I don't know about let it snow, but let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. And that's kind of the forecast here uh, for maybe a little bit the rest of the morning. It is going to tamper off uh, as the day gets long here. And uh, it's going to be in the 60s somewhere today, but uh, no chance of snow, but a lot of chance of swimming. I mean, at least it's been consistent. Because what, I, rain? Like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, but like, just, all, just also the temperature, how it feels outside. Because it, it, it stayed about, yeah, it stayed about 60 all day yesterday and then like into the night it, i don't yeah. think it went below 50 yeah and and like that that's the consistency but yeah what, <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one with the rain yes yeah. yes absolutely absolutely well there you go so that's what's happening there uh tonight let me invite you somewhere tonight if you've uh if you've never been uh if you got nothing else going on tonight i'd like to invite you to uh, where i'll be at tonight Hey, look at there. Come on down. It's over at Cathedral. Now, Cathedral, if you're in Charleston, it's, it's hanging out over there with me on Ashley Phosphate. Cathedral, it's a pretty large uh, non-denominational church. Yeah, look at there. Richie breaking the rules, talking a little religion to you. How dare I on a Christmas Eve special? Uh, but come hang out with us, honestly, over at Cathedral. Uh, it is going to be an incredible, incredible show here tonight. Uh, it's going to be a fairy tale Christmas uh, carol on uh, Christmas Eve here today. They've got three shows. Ah. Do they have four shows, actually? Check that out. So four shows, uh, of course, uh, 12 o'clock, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Uh, it is free to get in, number one. That's cool, right? They do have uh, a little cafe. It's a little Starbuckish, if you will. But uh, they have all the pastries and all the knickknacks and things that you could ever imagine. That's a great smoothies. They're all there. There's a great spot inside the, uh, uh, the entrance there to take Christmas pictures, to bring your family, dress your best. Or just be dressed preferably and uh, take a few pictures there uh, in the lobby. But you can go over there and hang out, uh, of course, with us and uh, everybody in the around uh, Charleston today. Uh, it's going to be a packed house, though. The location is 3790 Ashley Phosphate Road. That, again, is in North Charleston. Child care is available from ages 5 and under. So if you got small ones, they'll take care of that as well. But uh, it, it's a great way, a freeway, to bring in the Christmas holiday. Because there is a lot of hustle and bustle. There's a lot going on. And um, I don't know which one I'm going to be at. I don't think I'm going to be at the 6 o'clock. 
But there's a good chance I'll be anywhere from 12 to 4. I might go to all three of them. I don't know. I might go to all four. But I can promise you this. You'll come out singing a Christmas carol. You'll come out feeling a little bit better. You'll come out knowing that it is definitely Christmas time. I tell you what, I've been very fortunate to be a part of this church and a member of this church. And, uh, man, it, it is a really good, wholesome, um, diverse church where everybody mixes well together. And I know, everybody, again, you know, some, this is what makes Southern Sports Central different is that we are different. And we're okay to be different. Oh, yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of churches. I, I know Somerville yeah. Baptist here in, in, in Somerville. Yeah. Right down the road from the studio, they're doing their thing today as well. They've got a candlelight service, if I'm not mistaken. I think the same three times or four times they're doing their thing here in Somerville. So, uh, yeah, Bethany United Methodist Church, uh, they they have their uh, Christmas Eve services and I think a, a midnight watch uh, service starting at 11 o'clock okay. uh, for for those that uh, are wanting to stay um, and and wait for uh, 12 o'clock to hit and uh, Christmas Day to actually come. But you know, if you're if you're out and about. Um, uh, tonight, I, I mean, I highly encourage you to go to a Christmas Eve service, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where you go, um, as, as long as you go, because it's uh, the reason for the season, and, yeah. and, and it's, it's and it's not about it's not about the shopping, it's not about the, um, it, it's not about all those things about the you know getting getting the best gifts. It's right. uh, it's about receiving the best gift, which is which is our Lord and Savior coming um, to to save us and. Uh, and that, and that's what it's all about right there. And, uh, you know, spending time with family, spending time with friends and all of those things that actually make uh, the holiday season right. uh, what it is, the, the Christmas, um, the reason for Christmas. No, you're right. Yeah. Now, I will say this. The candlelight service is at uh, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 8 o'clock at Somerville Baptist. Uh, looking for the location there is going to be 417 Central Avenue, Somerville, South Carolina, 294. Eight, three. So if you're in Somerville, you can head over to uh, Bethany, which Bethany. is a United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great spot, man. They are. They used to be known for their uh, their drive around the church uh, nativity scene and, and things like that. I think oh yeah, uh, li- living living Christmas. Story. Man, it was crazy, man. It was so crazy good, man. I, I don't know why they stopped doing. They well, stopped I think. Well, it. I think they took a hiatus this year, but um, I, it should be back next year. Hopefully, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was. It really drew a great crowd. Uh, great, got people in great feelings and, and just a good time. Uh, the, the, the live Christmas tree, uh, used to be, and I don't think they do it at Somerville Baptist neither. It used to be a Somerville Baptist, uh, mm-hmm. was their thing. So there's two churches there. And again, like I mentioned, uh, either head out there or go over to cathedral. Uh, we got your Baptist, we got your Methodist and we got your non-denominational covered. So there you go. See, we're equal opportunity over here, guys. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's get equal opportunity here. The, uh, the NFC, boy, I tell you, yesterday she took a little bit of better shape. Uh, the AFC actually actually looks better than the AFC when it comes down to who's in and who's out. Uh, but uh, after yesterday, we know that the 49ers, as of right now, are the number one team in the NFC. Now, that's not a guarantee. Right. Because the NFC will have to see uh, the likes of the 49ers taking on Seattle, who, oh, by the way, decided to hire Marshawn Lynch as a running back. Yeah, the big bowling ball from Seattle is going to be strutting his thing. Uh, on the field for the rest of this year, and yeah. that's a big hit. I, I I like him. You never know if he's in shape or out of shape. He's definitely a shape. He's solid shape. I mean, yes, he's just different. Yeah, he's strong. Be- beast mode. Beast, beast mode. mode. Right. Coming back. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll beast out on uh, Sunday when these guys play one another and uh, beat the 49ers and then my Packers, who by the way, like we mentioned, they won last night in fashion, 23 to 10 over the Vikings. You know, it's one thing to win the NFC 
Oh, it's so great to win that division in the NFC. However, it's so much greater to win it on the road in Minnesota than anywhere else in the world. Are you talking about winning the NFC North, right? The North, yeah. yeah. Win the division. Yeah, yeah, the when division. It, well, yeah, when you win your division, that, that, that's always good. But to win um, it at your it, rival. Win it and winning against your rival, for sure. That's just um, right on. Yeah, because, you know, it, it, it makes – it proves the point. It makes the statement, you know, if the Packers lost, then Minnesota would still have a chance to – to clinch the division that would go on to week 17. Right. Uh, for them, yeah, but for them to go in their backyard and to really kind of uh, to spoil their, their chances, they're still in the playoffs. They're still in the picture. They're guaranteed in the they're playoffs. They're guaranteed in the playoffs. And now they just know that they're probably the number six seed in the playoffs. But yeah. the Packers will take on uh, the Lions or travel to the Lions. Uh, the Saints, the Saints uh, come marching in. They've won their division as well. The South side has been claimed by the uh, the Saints as New Orleans uh, will play now the Panthers in their final game. Now, the Panthers, how about this one? They actually interviewed yesterday a former coach for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Uh, you know, that could be a good hit. Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, if, if if Mike McCarthy is the guy, uh, the type of coach that the new uh, GM is looking for, because um, – I was able to get through the phone lines and talk to Bobby Harden uh, yesterday on the drive home from yeah. work. And, uh, and unfortunately I couldn't talk longer cause they, they had to go to break and all those things. But um, I was able to get out there, you know, because it was because that Ron Rivera was not the guy for, for the GM, the new GM for the Carolina Panthers. That's why he was let go. And, and, and like in the sense that it's just the result of, you know, Cam Newton's injured and all of the different, um, and this is what I didn't get to say, but like all the different uh, factors that played into Ron Rivera's uh, firing. Right. And now that they're talking to Mike McCarthy, we're like, okay, I, 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 I think that it's a good move, but is, is it the right move for them? Because th- there's not that much, um, there's not that much willingness to change uh, with, with a lot of these um, older coaches like Mike McCarthy, who they like, they've been in the league for a long time. And with, you know, with Mike McCarthy's uh, tenure with Green Bay, he's, I mean, realistically, he's been out of the league for about a year now. Yeah, and, but, and, but, but he's not that. He, he's, he's, not, not he's, a, not t- he's not terrible. Yeah. But it, not it's, bad at all. Yeah, but not he's, bad. Look but at his it, numbers. His numbers don't lie. Oh, yeah, and, and, he, and he's the Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He will go in, in the record. He will be a Hall of Fame coach. Right. Uh, but I, I'm he just, had a rough hit. It. The, th- the same thing that he had. At, uh, at at Green Bay, and I can speak for half of Green Bay because I'm a Packer guy, and I'm in the trenches with Green Bay. Maybe like you, maybe with the, with the Panthers. I don't know. You you're probably a pretty big Panther fan. That we're getting at. No, no. Uh, I I just who's I, your allegiance to? We've never even had this conversation. Well, I, my my allegiance is to the Packers now. My my girlfriend would swear before me before the it. Packers. Though. Before the before, Packers. Before you and your girlfriend. Uh, I was back ba- when you used to bang on that drum and band. <laughs> who you, I what beat were you banging to? In high school, I didn't really care that much about NFL. Um, and then whenever Deshaun Watson played at Clemson, and then he got drafted by the Texans, I told you I was a band, yeah. I was a bandwagon Texans fan. Right. And then, and then I tried to debate it. You know, can I have a can I have a favorite in the AFC and a favorite in the NFC? And you said no. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. It's like I get these guys who say, well, I'm a Clemson fan during the uh, football season, but I'm a Tar Heel fan during the uh, basketball season. And I'm, a, and I'm a Gamecock fan in the baseball season whenever they went the, the back-to-back championship years. I like just I, in general, they're just better. In general. <laughs> just better. No, but yeah, um, with, with, with Mike McCarthy, 
this new offense that we're starting to see in the NFL start to take shape. I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Like this new flashy offense, like with with Lamar Jackson type. Uh, but it's not. Type th- or, but it's it's, it's kind of like fashion, though. Will it's a lot like fashion. This ain't new. This is just something they're coming back to, man. Yeah. Come on, Michael Vick did this. Better living on it, man. But nobody said Michael Vick could do it. It's very Michael Vickish. Yeah. The Wildcat, the throw it, the go it, the get it done deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I see what you're saying, but you have to understand when my, when McCarthy was finally when he was let go from the Packers, these are his guys, by the way. Yeah, yeah that yeah. are winning this game. These are his guys that are winning. And, and I give a lot of credit to this young kid that's winning now. About 34, 35 years old, young coach. Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Uh, love the guy. Great guy. Love yeah. the energy. Uh, love the attitude. Enjoy the uh, post game uh, dealios in, in the locker room. That's all cool and fun. But uh, these are these are McCarthy's guys. Okay, uh, let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know if we'd have had a whole lot of difference uh, in it, and you never know. You, you never know. But the Packers, I got no. The, the Panthers don't have much of a choice, man. Because look here, somebody had to go, and now billboards are, are popping up around Charlotte saying, "Let's keep Cam 2020 or whatever it is like that." They don't want him to go, and I, and I agree. I don't. I don't think let him go. Where you let him go for what? What's your backup? Your backup plan doesn't look good. I like and, Will Greer. Yeah, and I like the other guy, but he's no Cam Newton. And better yet, and this is the, this is even the better question: If you let go of Cam and you shop around for Cam, what what are you going to get in return? You're not going to get a first round pick like like most of these um, other higher higher up players that that ended up getting traded or in free agency, because he is he's he's in his thirties now, and and he is um, had it's a longer history of injury. Um, you know, he he injured his foot. Right. And so like with that, with all that being said, you know, if, if he's going to end up being shopped around by the Panthers, what what are they expecting to get out of him? And and you got to think realistically and, and all of these different backup plans, because, you know, what what is plan A? You get you get a second round pick and a, and a third round pick, maybe. Well, as of right now, uh, they're it, number eight on the first rounders. Yeah, they're number eight. So, 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 is, so they are number eight. They are number eight. Uh, what we do have to do, let's do this, man. Let's, right. uh, let's take a break. We're going to try to stay on track today. That's going to be our thing. We'll take breaks when we're supposed to kind of stay on track here. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are uh, waking up, stretching out, and getting ready to go hit that final. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like, uh, what's the word called when you're, when you're triathlon? Yeah, you're in, you're in the final day of your triathlon. My gosh, it's all started on Black Friday, and here we are at the final round, the final contest of uh, uh, Christmas. 2019 triathlon. Well, what's today? Are you guys diving in the mud or are washing off in the sink? But uh, we'll do this. Take a break. Come back. Talking to NFC. Come on in and hang out. 323-784-9681. We'll talk AFC as well. We'll come back. We'll look at the draft selection. Who's in the top 10? We'll keep going through. We're at the Saints. Come back. We're talking about that NFC lease next right here on Southern Sports Central. Sunshine's falling down Maybe down 
Georgia. There's peace on earth tonight. Will Porter here on the Southern Sports Central Christmas Eve edition. Here we are, the only local live show here today on air because I, I think the guys over Kirkman uh, took today off. They usually do Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then they come back to you live Thursday. Bobby, of course, does his thing. Luke Morrow does his thing uh, at noon from three twelve to noon, twelve to three, and then uh, Bobby Harden comes on from uh, twelve or to three to six. Uh, and and maybe one day, maybe one day they'll realize, hey, you know, we'll bring this guy in here, and he's got a good guy to, to roll in here with them in the mornings and we'll hang out with you guys over there but until then we'll keep pushing clawing and scratching our way through uh, blog talk radio we're good with that uh you know we uh, we appreciate this opportunity to be a part of the uh, blog talk family so many great shows here on this network if you ever uh you know get a chance kind of look around but uh if today you're looking for that final sports gift you need somewhere to go to get it let me go ahead and cut you uh, a deal right now Head over to the Fan Zone. That's located at 5070 International Boulevard, Suite 106 and 107. That's right. They got two suites because they got it. Two suites. They got a lot of stuff in there. Check it out. They got it. You need it. Trust me, you will find it in there. Uh, it's in North Charleston, South Carolina. You can go over to the Fan Zone at, uh, Yahoo, uh, at ymail.com to mail, uh, email them if you need anything there. Of course, over there at www.thefanzoneshop.com. If there's something that uh, you're looking for, or if you want to call the store, give me a shout, 
800-242-7742. Ask for Luke. Tell him Richie sent you from Southern Sports Central. I don't think they'll jack the price up on you just because you said our name. However, I do feel that they'll give you a better deal uh, going down the road. Uh, but that being said, uh, we are talking playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. And uh, it is on the mind of a lot of people in the NFC and the AFC. We're on the NFC side. We already talked about the 49ers. They'll play Seattle. The winner, if it's the 49ers, they'll become the number one seed after that game. If, by chance, Seattle wins that game and the Packers beat the Lions on the road, and the Packers on the road, not very good. You know, they've lost their games, most of them, on the road, which was kind of made last night's win even better for the Packers, hitting it in stride at the right time on the road. Uh, but if the 49ers lose and the Packers win, the Packers get the number one seed, which means they'll be number one all the way through the playoffs. If by chance the 49ers, the Packers lose and the Saints beat the Panthers, which I'm thinking they will, uh, they become the number one seed. But if there's an, a chance and I'll get out that the uh, 49ers lose, the Packers lose, and the Saints lose, and the, which means Seattle wins, then Seattle's the number one seed. So that's crazy how weird it is, but that is how it goes there. Now, the Eagles and the Giants will play each other as the Cowboys and the Redskins will play each other. What does that mean for the NFC least? That's the only four teams there. And uh, two of those teams have a chance to make in the playoffs, but you got to win to get in. And that, of course, if the Eagles beat the Giants, they're in. If by chance the Cowboys beat the Redskins, which I'm thinking they will, then the Cowboys are in. But if the Eagles and the Cowboys both lose, it is the Eagles that will win at a default because they are right now the the division-leading team over there in the NFC least. Now, the Vikings, like I mentioned, they're in. The Vikings are playing the Bears on, uh, on the weekend. And uh, Seattle's in. No matter what, win or lose, they're in. It's just a question of that's two out of the four teams that are still open for uh, an opportunity to take over their division. And that, of course, is the west side of the NFC. And then the east side, of course, is open to either the Cowboys or the uh, Eagles. So that, that's kind of how that sizes up here in the NFC. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk the rest of this segment about the NFC here. Uh, but, but it is an interesting conversation. And why is it important? Why is it important to become the number one seed? Because since 1990, uh, the number one seed has won the Super Bowl 16 times. The number two team has won it eight times. So your chances of winning it are better than, are greater than uh, being that number one seed rather than being another seed, Will. Right. Uh, you know, home field advantage is, is the biggest factor in, in all of this. And you play football well into January. Uh, it, it's brutal up north. Uh, that, that's why it's uh, – so important for whenever New England was able to just demolish teams whenever they come into Foxborough. It's because uh, of the cold. It's because of the bitterness and, uh, you know, Bill Belichick and his, uh, you know, mind-bending ways, you know, he he put the thermometer in the, um, in the tunnel uh, next to, uh, next to the visitors, um, next to the visitors locker rooms to to show exactly how cold that it was. Um, You know, New Orleans, I, I remember, uh, thinking about this, or, or, or remember reading about this, but they they are, I think one in six uh, or one in five on the road in the playoffs, uh, but at home they are six and one, or Drew, or Drew Brees at least is six and one, seven and one, some uh, some crazy number. They they would be undefeated, but the the NFC Championship game last year was the uh, was the difference maker in in that uh, uh, pass interference no call. But but I digress. I mean. It, for New Orleans to have home field advantage all throughout the playoffs, it's the I think it's the biggest deal for them because the the Superdome is just so loud and it's so uh, deafening 
for opposing for opposing teams to be able to hear anything to get play calls out to um i i i remember listening to this podcast earlier this week um a, a former offensive lineman uh, his name's Jeff Schwartz and he he has his own podcast now but uh, he was talking about how he went into the Superdome uh, with with one of the teams that he played for and how he had to look over to his center uh, to get the snap count because he couldn't hear his quarterback. He couldn't hear his quarterback uh, hike the ball. So, I, I mean, playoff, you know, playoff picture, yes, home field advantage is everything. And, you know, that number one, number two seed, you get a first-round bye, and you don't have to play a wild-card team who, who either is in the fifth or the sixth spot. Um, not to say that that's going to be a, a that's not going to be a good game, a good matchup. You know, as it stands right now, New Orleans would have to play uh, Minnesota, and uh, Philadelphia would have to play Seattle, and Seattle would have to go to Philadelphia, an eight and seven team, um, playing host to an eleven and four team. It's it, it's a crazy it's a crazy matchup, like you said, and it's all it's all based on numbers and who wins what out, uh, like who wins out what and. Uh, who wins, who loses, and um, that, just that how everything can can shake up all in a matter of one week. It's it's going to be telling. That's what it's going to be. Well, we and it's a great thing for uh, the NFL, which has has been known at times to be a little dull, not to be as exciting. And that's one thing that you're getting out of some of the you're seeing college football getting a little bit more uh, interesting because of the 14 playoffs. There, uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in the next hour because there are some. Some some naysayers that think that it's going to be a blowout against Ohio State's going to just, they don't have a chance against Clemson and and Oklahoma you know they don't have a chance against LSU. We get into college football next hour. Back to the NFL. We hit we stay and uh, you know we do want to hear from you today. If you would like to call in, we're live for the next hour and a half, about nineteen minutes. Three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. Again, the number to call into the Matt's Burgers Hotlines is three two three seven eight four. 9681. Hang out with us over here. Uh, get with us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter. We're tweeting all day, at least uh, throughout the show, uh, at SO Sports Central. We actually do a pretty good job throughout the day, staying on there between uh, two or three of us here, uh, because it's not just Will and myself. I've actually got some beat writers who uh, you'll be introduced to in the beginning of the year in January. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of beat writing on our uh, Facebook page there. Some guys are, are coming in here to cover the College of Charleston. Some people reached out to me at Clemson and at South Carolina, and they just want to write. They're, they're students over at the campuses. Uh, they reached out to me, and I said, why not, man? I'm not a writer. I don't care much about it. It's not my thing. But if you like to write, then, then write on, right? So uh, we'll let them do that. But there's a lot of news coming up in January. Uh, we, will, uh, we will let that out here uh, as we get a little closer to the end of the year. We're going to move some things around a little bit, and we always do uh, during, the, uh, during the, the, the January to – Usually about July time, we, we kind of move some things around a little bit because of the factor of just different things here. But that being said, uh, we are going to come at you five days a week. We're still going to come at you for two hours. Uh, then, you know, Will does his thing on Saturday. Anyways, back to it. AFC looks like this. AFC, of course, you got New England. <laughs> They're just New England. They're doing what they got to do. Uh, they, as of right now, are either going to be a number two or a number three seed. How does that work out? Uh, you got to play some football. Then you got the Chiefs. We'll talk about them here as well. Uh, but going back to the Patriots, 11 straight AFC Eastern Division titles, four of the last five Super Bowls they've been in. But that doesn't tell you how dangerous they are. And nobody really talking a lot about them. They're not really the hot team, supposedly. Uh, but they'll see the likes of the Dolphins in their final game. The Chiefs, uh, they've clinched their division as well. Now, they're either be a 2-3 or 4. 
uh, seed. We're not sure where they're going to fall out yet, neither. Uh, they'll be playing the Chargers. Shouldn't be much of a game there. Uh, now, the cool thing about this team is uh, they haven't given up a touchdown in two weeks. And they got a pretty good quarterback hanging out over there wearing the Chiefs jersey. So uh, they're a dangerous team, which is nice to see the Chiefs. I remember in my day, you, you, you might not even know this name, Will, Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye was a big-time running back for the Chiefs. Man, that dude could get it. He was solid. He would run through you. He wouldn't run around you. He was like, look, come with me. Let me drag you five or ten yards. It's a free ride. Just jump on my back, and I'm going to carry this thing to the first down mark. That was just kind of how he was. Christian Okoye, a huge, huge running back for him. Um, And then, of course, uh, the team that has clinched not only their division, but they are the number one team in the AFC, it's a done deal for them, is the Ravens. Why not? They've got the best quarterback in the league. Uh, he is uh, very good. They're 13 and two, by the way. And, uh, and you just watch him. And, and I like to watch this guy because when he was at Louisville, he, uh, actually, you know, he had a lot of people saying he wasn't going to do this in the NFL. He wasn't going to be that in the NFL. And he had a lot of guys probably saying that when he's coming out of high school, just the better you are, the more people talk about you. And usually it's not always great. Um, but I love it. I think it's phenomenal. People picked on the way he spoke. Then you find out he's got a speech in, uh, impediment there, so then you feel like a jerk, which I don't, I don't think you should ever pick on anybody. I think that's a jerk move anyways. But, uh, but I'm a huge fan of this kid. I, I think he's awesome. I love the fact he won the Heisman, and here he is just doing what he does best, and that is play the game of football at the quarterback position and continues to get better and better and better. Um, yeah, he's, he's working under, under that offense that, that they have set up for him. Right. Uh, that, that's how that they that they were able to cultivate uh, a lot of that success. It's the same uh, same quarterback that has um, uh, has worked with the uh, I'm trying to think of the other quarterback other than uh, Colin Kaepernick. He, he worked with Kaepernick when he was at the 49ers, uh, and then the, the, this is this is Jim Harbaugh's team in the Baltimore Ravens, and that he's able to um, the way he's able to uh, make up to, to to draw up plays and to build this offense around Lamar Jackson. It's just incredible to be able to witness, to be able to see it. And also not to mention the, just the, the fact that there was one play that they had uh, three former Heisman winners uh, in, in a game uh, lining up, lining up in the backfield. It was Lamar Jackson, Marvin, Marvin Ingram, um, and RG three. Uh, that was pretty incredible to me uh, to be able to see that and how, you know, they were able to get those players. Or they already had those players on the roster. Yeah. But, um, no, nonetheless, shout out to, I, I want to say it's Kyle Shanahan. No, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is the, the um, head coach for the 49ers. But the, I'm, I'm trying to find the name of the offensive coordinator right. for the Baltimore Ravens. Up. Yeah. But, but, but that offensive coordinator and how he's been able to really change the, the culture of that team um, more so to, to fit uh, the mold of the talents that surround Lamar Jackson. And – you know, like he—he's the team's leading rusher. If you didn't know that already, yeah, and and, and for good reason because he, he broke he, a record over the weekend. Oh yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo broke uh, Michael Vick's record uh, for for most um, most rushing yards by a quarterback in a season. No, 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 no. I'm talking oh, about I'm talking about the running back. I'm oh, about oh boy from Alabama. Yeah, that, you had looked that up too. But they, they said he broke a record. I, I think that's what it was. And, and then, it, but it was. It might have not been him. It might. I don't know. Again, I, I try not to get much into what I think I heard. I try to stay on what I did here and have the facts go with it. But you kind of looked that up a little bit. But uh, that being said, uh, you know, we'll keep moving a little bit because uh, we are going to try to stay on task here today. Uh, the Ravens will play the Steelers. Well, that's going to be a good game. The Steelers have a lot to play for uh, for multiple reasons. They're one of uh, 
three other teams that are still alive to uh, try to get into the playoffs. Uh, there's still one position open in the wild card, uh, so that will happen there. Then on the other side, it is the Texans. Where do they find uh, their way? They're either going to be a two, three, or four team as well. It just has to kind of put things together. So the te- Texans and the Titans, Buffalo is the only wild card team who has stamped their ticket. They're in the playoffs. They do know uh, they'll play the Jets this weekend, but after that. Uh, they'll have to kind of wait and see where that falls out as well. So Buffalo's in. And how, how great is that to see Buffalo guaranteed playoffs? For so many years, Buffalo's just been bad. I mean, they have been bad. People have come in. They've had some great players. Uh, you've seen a wide receiver from Clemson that used to be there. Uh, he got enough, uh, you know, NFL experience in him. Now, he's gone. He's actually playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, probably one of the best defensive backs in the, in the league, if not the best back in the league. He he's the now Patriots. with the Patriots. Yep. 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 So they don't keep him. Uh, but they did get them, and uh, they're they're doing their thing. So the other three teams, real quick, and I'm gonna let you get right. get at it because I know All you right. you found some stuff. Yeah, is the Steelers? They're still in the chase. They're gonna play the Ravens, the Raiders. That's Hunter Renfro's Raiders, by the way. The the Renfro Raiders over there. Uh, he's back, by the way. Heck of a catch okay. and uh, touchdown last week. It's just a different team with that kid. Of course, he's a little close to me because uh, well, I grew up. You, yeah, you had that personal connection yeah. with him. His dad coached me. Uh, growing up in high school, so that's kind of neat there. So the um, the Oakland Renfros, or the Raiders to some, uh, they actually will play the Broncos this weekend. But if the playoffs started today, right now, it would be the Titans. They would be in. Now, they're not in yet. They still have to beat uh, the Texans. They just played them two weeks ago, and it was actually the Texans that beat the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they've got a big thing. But here's here's kind of the fun part. We talked about Lamar Jackson. He is not going to be playing on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was. There's going to be a lot you. of uh, there's a lot of guys who aren't playing this weekend. They're sitting out because why? Because you've already guaranteed yourself a spot. And unless you're going for an undefeated season, what really are you gaining? You're not gaining anything. You're just getting another dub. And if that's the case, that's the way it works out. Uh, so uh, that being said, um, yeah, that's just kind of one of my things I'm looking at. Will right, and uh, I think the Steelers are now ended up going with. Uh, back again with Mason Rudolph being the starting quarterback. And I, I think with him, it's going to be a, a, a make or break um, decision to be made or, or to be had because uh, I don't think he's he, starting either. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, he, he got benched um, in the middle of the game last week uh, for Doug Hodges. And I think they, I don't know if they came back. They, I think they probably came back to win that game eventually. But I think any isn't he hurt though though isn't he dealing with some some nagging injuries or something? He's had a rough season, man. He's his protection has not been great. I yeah, mean, no, and that's hey, something. Yeah, Mason. You know, you could talk a little bit about that too when it comes to watching that game last night. You know, as much as I enjoy watching, you know, cousins, you like that go down on the ground and 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 just look like just tomfoolery. His offensive line was awful last night. I mean, but give credit to the defense. I thought that's what really did. Green Bay, the justice that it did, man. They had a guy in yeah. there every play chasing him. They would get away. He would scramble, twist, turn, and burn, and hit the XY button on your PlayStation or your Xbox controller there, but it wasn't enough because that other button that they were hitting, uh, jumbo speed uh, from the Green Bay front line, that defensive line was just nasty all night long. But Yeah, de- defense for the Packers is uh, is one of the, the biggest um, – uh, one of the biggest trends up. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest improvements uh, in, in the NFL, let, let alone for the Green Bay Packers, but – um, you know, to talk, talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're really set. I, I personally think that they're really set up for uh, for the future because uh, you know they could they could make a playoff push if, if all the chips fall their way. And uh, Mike Tomlin has done an incredible job over there being a head coach. 
and working with the personnel that he has. And you have you have your franchise uh, QB Ben Roethlisberger go down in the first or second game of the season, uh, and and that that was just an unfortunate uh, turn of events. And I, I, this is coming off of a season where in the past year uh, that the Steelers have lost their their star running back, their star wide receiver, and now they lose their franchise quarterback. Right. And all of that, all of that was just an unfortunate uh, turn of events. But yet they still have a winning season. They still have a winning season, which is which is uh, crazy to me. Um, I but, like Mike Tomlin though. Yeah, That's and it. I and, and I I do like Mike Tomlin as well. And uh, the reason I say that they they're set up more more so for the future is because you look at that defense. A, a lot of key players, more than half of the the key players that are on that defense, the starting defense, are under the age of twenty five. You right. have your arsenal, your top three running backs, your top three wide receivers, all under the age of twenty five. Still, still have a way to develop one way or another in, in the off seasons. Uh, not so much. Not I wouldn't say not so much during the regular season. And, and the NFL is not so much of a, a developmental uh, league. Like once you're there, you're there, and and that you uh, your talents are then elevated by the personnel that you have around you and the coaches that are that are there around you each and every day. Um, you know, but for them, for the Steelers, they're able to for what Mike Tomlin has been able to do with the personnel that he has, uh, he's been able to cultivate another winning season. He has never had a losing season so long he, that he has been uh, the, the, the coach, the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and, and I think what it is here is what NFL owners need to understand, and we're going to go through the draft here in just a second, but Tony Aguilini just went on social media and said Lamar Jackson took uh, the time to learn the name of every one in the Ravens, excuse me, everyone in the Ravens organization. Now, that's a true leader. All right, that's a true leader. And that's, again, Tony Aguilini, who who covers uh, the Gators for us down here in Jacksonville, talks SEC. He hasn't had him in here yet to talk some NFL, but we will. Uh, you know, definitely definitely going to get him in to talk some of that. Now, he's, God, God bless his heart. He's actually a uh, a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. And anybody that can follow a team that, can't find a way to win deserves credit like the Redskins they're bad my parents are big Redskins fans my sister's a big Redskins fan and uh it, it's uh it, it's it's got it's it's hard god it's gotta be hard what a great way to win the season if you can find a way to beat the Cowboys at the end and that would knock them out of the playoffs that's a winning season throughout the rest that may keep a coach around a little longer um but that being said you know you look at it and, and I think you uh you, you have to kind of start getting into it if you can start going after character college coaches do this when they go to recruit kids they go after their families they go after the, the players. They go after a little bit of everybody. They go look at it. Uh, it's no different than, you know, when you get hired now, the number one thing that happens before they even talk to you, they go to your Facebook. They go to your social media. They do yeah. exactly. I did that. I yeah. did that with you. When I, when, I, when I was brought from somebody on the outside in that said, hey, this kid really wants to be on radio, first thing I did is I said, well, I get you into church, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. What it meant to me is, okay, you, I know where he is for a few hours on a Sunday, but where is he at the rest of the time? What's he doing the rest of the time? So the first thing I did before I even called you, before we reached out, I went on your Facebook. I looked through everything. I said, okay, cool. This cat's got it together. He's from a small town USA. Uh, he's a family guy, right? He's young, but he's still got it engaged. I like this. You don't see a lot of partying, a lot of this, that, and the other. It's the kind of stuff I'm not going to surround myself with. I don't want that in here. And, uh, and they do that now. Every job you get does that, whether it's a small town USA guy or a big 
time uh, corporate America guy. He's going to go through your social media. And I think that's big, too. And I, you, you know that's happening right now. And, and I tell this to all the high school kids that are coming on there. So high school kids, I know good morning to you guys, if you're even up, and you probably aren't. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I say this, and you may listen to this later. If you go back in the pod, uh, you may go back into our vault. You can listen to this show a little later as well. But mine, the company you keep, and mine, the company you you put out there in the streets. Because here's the thing. Once you hit send, you can go back and take it off. That's fine. But it takes 30 seconds to sit there and hit the phone and make it a, uh, make it a camera. And I'll send you a snap it. There it is. It goes nowhere. Snapchat is the same way. Trust and believe me. There are people that before they open up, it, it's, it's almost like going to a Western movie at 12 o'clock and it's a shootout. They're just clicking and waiting to see what they see. They're snapping it. They're saving it on their photos and they're sending it out later on to be continued. It has to be understood that your character is shown. You know, I put last night on uh, social media about character. You know, you, you, if you're a player, don't wait for the coaches to schedule a practice. Schedule your own practice. Challenge your teammates to get up early with you. Stay late with you. How great would it be for your coaches to see you out there? Because right now in high school, for example, even in college, there's certain guys who can't, you can't practice. It's a shutdown season for high school. But how cool would it be for your coach to ride by the school and see his offensive line out there doing the same drills or the defensive line doing the same drills or anybody doing the same drills that you do during the season? And how great would it be for you to not be trying not to puke during the post, during the preseason, you know, and the spring practices when you're trying to get back in shape? What if, just saying what if, if you were actually in shape and you kept doing the same drills that you had practiced all fall, that you had practiced in the preseason, that you kept doing during the offseason, so that way, when it became the season, you all of a sudden hit it in stride. And I think that's a big thing as well. That has a lot to do with a lot of things for me. And you don't see that a lot of times. You don't see that a lot of times with these young athletes. You do in the championship teams. I can promise you if you go to Dutch Fork High School that these kids aren't just doing the same thing. Same, well, they might be doing the same thing. Because if they did the same thing that they did last year, the result they get this year, they would be okay with that. That's called a state championship. If you go to Cedar Grove, in Atlanta, Georgia, who's won the last three out of four. Now, again, Dutch Forks won four out of four in the state of South Carolina in their, in their, in their classification. Cedar Grove has won the last three out of four in theirs. Um, you know, Mallard Creek has won a ton of theirs. Those guys are okay to do the same thing they did last year because they're winning trophies every year. But if you're not, then you don't need to do the same thing you did last year and expect something different. That's called insanity. If you do the same thing over and over again. So I encourage you to do something different. Or if you're okay with being in second or third or fourth or fifth or not making the playoffs at all, that's okay. Knock yourself out. Go out there and just have fun. But it's a lot more fun to win than it is to lose. And that's one thing I don't understand a lot of people. They try to say, well, it's okay, little Jimmy. You, you tried. You gave it your best. It's just go have fun. No, little Jimmy. It sucks to lose. That's just the reality of life. It is life. You win, you lose. But it's a lot more fun to win than it is to lose. So go out there and do it with a purpose. Man, last night, even going into, I was going to, look, I was going to be the first in line. I'm very competitive. I'm just who I am. I'm an athlete. But if you teach your athletes how to be competitive in the game of their forefront, whatever's in front of them, they'll do that in life. Just like everything else. If you're taught young to have manners for your adult, for for those who are older than you, right, then then you teach them that young, they'll do that when they're older. I still, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, the people that are older than me. I have older folks all the time try to tell me their first name, and I don't call them by their first name. I call them by their last name because they're in their 60s and 70s, and I just, I'm not going to call you Jim or Bob or Sarah or Lisa. I'm going to call you by your last name. That's just the way I was raised. 
Same goes for your your work ethics, your mentality. Got to go to break, guys. Top of the hour coming up next. Uh, we'll dive into some college football. We can still hang out in the NFL world as well. This is Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Coming up next, hour number two. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Welcome back, everybody. Hang out with us. Come on in. We'd love to have you as a guest here on Christmas Eve. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. A little early here on our Christmas Eve special here, Southern Sports Central Style, a uh, a wet Tuesday morning. But uh, I can see clearly now that the lines are full, the parking lots are packed, but the rain is gone. I do believe that's a new uh, song here in Charleston, South Carolina. I want to welcome on board uh, the Tent Farm. They are our most recent customer here on uh, Southern Sports Central. That's right. With the sun coming out, you're going to need a little shade here. Uh, and uh, that's who you want to get. Who knows who joins us? He may, uh, I may get him to call in here and hang out with us uh, this morning uh, just to kind of give himself a plug here. He's also uh, involved in a local tournament coming up here over at Goose Creek. I believe uh, they've got a holiday tournament uh, happening. And I do encourage you that too, guys. If there is a holiday tournament, go out there and support them. Go out there and throw some money down. Uh, it'll help get their... Uh, all the things they need, be it basketballs, uh, be it uh, uniforms, be it whatever, uh, they're, they're raising uh, the awareness. Could be going to an entire completely different thing. It may be going uh, to a charity. You, you just never know. But go out there, and, and, and number one, you're, you're building a great memory with your children. All right? Number two, you're, you're doing it for a good cause. And where else are you going to go, man? You can't watch with so much Christmas story, and it's a wonderful life. And you're going to get tired of all that. You're going to get tired of the turkey and the ham. Uh, go out there and eat you a nice hot dog over the week, over the weekend. As uh, If you're up in the Grand Strand, uh, they've got, of course, the Baseball Classic. It is one of the greatest basketball tournaments in the country. It's up there in the, uh, con- uh, the convention center up there in Myrtle Beach. Uh, it's founded, by the way, in Socasty, where I went to school. Uh, Coach D'Antonio and a handful of guys got together and said, you know, let's bring the best teams around the country to Myrtle Beach. How hard would that be? Well, it wasn't hard at all. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, Kobe Bryant played in this thing. Uh, a lot of big names. I could sit here and go through. Matter of fact, pull that up on your on your iPhone there or your computer there, Will, and, and just pull up uh, Myrtle Beach Baseball Classics and, and, and something in the search engine of uh, the greatest basketball players that's ever attended it. But, uh, but get out there and check that out um, as uh, we'd love to have, uh, you know, again, if you know anything about it, you ever played in any of these tournaments, or there's another tournament around. You want to give it a plug, hang out, come on in, and let's talk about that. 323 323- Seven eight four nine six eight one. Again, the number to call in is three two three seven eight four 
1-800-227-9681. That's the easiest way to catch up with us here on a uh, drying up Christmas Eve special here. Again, we've uh, we've given plugs to a few churches around the area. We want to encourage you tonight to get out there this afternoon. Uh, if you're tired, you're done shopping, you're looking for something just to settle in and watch uh, maybe a, a good uh, a good celebration. It's a family celebration uh, at, at many churches here starting as early as 12 o'clock. Uh, I do know over there at, at one spot for sure that's going to be over at Cathedral, uh, located over there at uh, 3790 Ashley Phosphate Road. That's in North Charleston. Uh, child care is available. No, you can't take your husband in there and drop him off. They're not going to watch him. All right, you got to be under the age of five, even though he acts like he's five. He's got to go in there with you, Mom. Sorry. But uh, it is going to be a great show. 12, 2, 4, and 6. That's when you're going to get to see the uh, fairy tale Christmas carol on Christmas Eve. And let me tell you, I was in church on Sunday early at 9 o'clock. Uh, I'd hit the 9 o'clock service uh, the last couple of weeks. But uh, it is, uh, it, the stage looks great. I mean, and, and it's all the kids that are doing it. There's a few adults there that are that are in it, too, but it's their uh, fuel program, uh, which is their youth department over there. Well, I think you'd be enjoy, you'd enjoy that place over there, man. It's a good spot. But uh, non-denominational, uh, an opportunity. Uh, we also talked about uh, Somerville Baptist. They've got a candlelight service, uh, three of them differently. I think four, six, and eight, I think, is their time frames. Uh, Bethany Methodist Church here in Somerville, they're doing their thing, uh, very similar time frames there. Uh, and I think you mentioned maybe even a – a midnight service to bring in the Christmas time on time. Uh, and again, we will plug those churches uh, when they're having uh, moments like that for sure. Because again, there is so many people guys and, and I'm going to give another plug and I get it. But, uh, but for me, some things are close to my heart, a little closer than, than other things. And, uh, and I do take a lot of pride in certain things here. And this is a very tough time of year for a lot of people. And I think sometimes we forget about that. We get so wrapped up into buying the gifts and making it a, a huge production that we forget about, you know, the real reason for the season, if you will. You know, we worry more about building the kingdom than the king. And, and I think that's something that we need to slow down sometimes, even on this show, and just realize there's a lot bigger picture. All right? Your plan is great. Good to have a plan. Because without a plan, you're just spinning wheels. But pay attention to your purpose, because your purpose is a lot greater than your plan. Now, that being said, this time of year, it is a very tough year. It, it's been a tough year for a lot of people for many different reasons. It could have been financially. It could have been relationships. You could have lost somebody close to somebody. I, I don't know where you are, but I want to offer you this opportunity. If you're feeling any way down and out and you just need somebody to talk to, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is open 24-7, 365 days a year. All right, it's a lifeline for you. The number to call in is 1-800-273-TALK. And let me tell you, that's the number to, to the suicide hotline, not the number to here. Uh, but you can call here as well. And I'm going to give you my own personal number. I'm okay with that. I have no problem. Because I get it. Right now, this is not the easiest time for a lot of us. You know? Maybe you miss your loved ones. Maybe you're in a separated home. Maybe you miss your kids. You don't get to see them on Christmas morning. Maybe you don't get to see them on Christmas Eve. There's a lot of stipulations. Maybe you lost your job. You know, there's a lot of things that happen that you go through. And you feel like, man, this is awful. But it's only a season, guys. Just keep it in mind, if it's that bad right now, man, it's only going to be better. Right? I tell my kids that all the time. And when I say my kids, I mean any athlete that's ever come on the show to the four kids uh, that, that have my last name. Is if you have a bad day today, boy, I tell you what, God did you a favor because tomorrow, sometimes you just got to wake up. And you're already better than you were yesterday. And I know it sounds cliche, and I get it. 
then it sounds uh, easy, but it is that easy. There's an old, uh, you know, an old, I think he's a, a Navy guy, Marine guy, is a military guy. And, there, and he gave a, a speech during one of the uh, ceremonies of a graduation. And he said, it's just so simple. And I'm going to paraphrase here. When you wake up in the morning, make your bed. Make your bed, make it look nice. Get up, put your shoes on, go do whatever you got to do. And if you don't get anything else accomplished throughout your life, know this. When you come home and walk in that room, you still accomplished one thing, and that, that your bed was made. And, again, he got in a little more detail. You know, he got a little bit more into to theories and stuff like that. But, uh, but again, uh, we're going to talk some, some football here with you. But I just wanted you to know, 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, you've seen that going viral on Facebook. You've seen that going viral on social media, on Twitter, because it is important, guys. This is a tough time. There's military people that are back now that, that, are, that, are, that are not really where they need to be mentally, that they're dealing with some stuff. I went to Taco Bell the other night. There's a free plug for you guys. And um, I originally got my food to go because I was just going to come home and I was going to eat it at the house, Will. And uh, I looked over and, and this guy was sitting there by himself. You know, I'm not going to say he was homeless. I don't know what his deal was, but I know that he had been there for a little minute and he was slowly eating and he kind of struck a conversation with me. But you knew by the conversation that he had with me that he just wanted to talk a little bit, right? He just wanted to have a conversation. So originally I had to go back. Well, that to-go bag was to take it from the counter to his table. So I sat down with the guy, 62 years old, struggles with alcoholism, divorced, you know, never had any kids of his own, but he does have kids. He, he, he said, I claim the children that I had an opportunity to father when I was in the marriage with my ex-wife, which are her kids, right? But it wasn't the factor, and, and we prayed before we left the table, and, and it wasn't like just doing it because I'm supposed to do it. I, it was on my heart, we, we, you know, we, but we talked for 45 minutes. And I just asked him questions and, and, and offered him opportunities. And, and he agreed to certain things that I talked about, certain things. And, and it has to be hard for a 62-year-old man to listen to a 41-year-old guy. But he didn't even hesitate. The guy just, it was just a God thing, man. And, and, and all I'm going to say is this. Sometimes you don't have money to give somebody. Sometimes you don't have physical things to give somebody. Sometimes it's the mental thing that's the biggest thing. The guy jumped up before I left and gave me a big hug and said, Richie, I really – want you to know this is the best Christmas gift I've got and that I'll get. And he was very sincere because you can tell in somebody's eyes when they're sincere. I said, man, look, brother, you have no idea how big of this was for me as much as it was for you. I encourage you today. It's Christmas Eve. Don't get pissed off in this line. Don't get mad because the gift that you wanted to get somebody ain't there. Don't worry about it. But yet do something else. Don't just stop and give somebody $5. Don't just do it to do it. Do it because it's on your heart to do it. Do it for the right reason. You know, uh, I, I was watching Scott Van Pelt last night, and, and I think he said this too on his show. Take time to make time. And this isn't what he said. This is what I'm paraphrasing. But take time to make time for somebody. Say hey to somebody you've never said hey to before. High five. Make today high five Christmas Eve. And just, just, just smile. It's contagious. Because trust and believe me, behind every smile, you never know what's going on. Some of the happiest-looking people in the world are happy today because they don't want you to feel the pain that they feel. You know, there was a guy that, uh, you know, that kept us all laughing, Robin Williams. You never would have known the struggles that that guy went through every day until it was too late to help him. But help that guy. Help that girl. Say hello to him. Reach out to him. 
You know, this is a hard time of year. This should be a great time of year. People should be decorating their houses already. Things should be done. But don't do it because everybody else is doing it. Do it because you want to. And you don't have to go big or go home. Just do what you do. If you don't have anybody to spend Christmas with tomorrow, I encourage you to go to a kitchen and make a plate or two for some people. Because guess what they want? They want the same thing you want. They want to be around loved ones. So be their loved one. Let them be your loved one. It's a perfect match. What else are you going to do tomorrow? There's no NFL. There's no college. You can watch NBA. But you also can come home and watch the rerun. Trust and believe me. All right, so uh, we're going to take one more break here. Uh, again, that one, again, uh, just kind of, again, it's Christmas Eve. We're going to do things a little different here on Christmas Eve. Uh, we're we're going to be real. That's what we are. We're real. You know, we're inviting you to church. We're talking about uh, loving people. It's just all the wrong things you do in the world today. How dare us? But we're wicked and we're wild. And it ain't even Wednesday. Because that's Christmas. And we won't be live tomorrow, but we'll be like live on uh, Thursday. Quick break. Come back. Take some calls. 323-784-9681. Let's dive into the uh, – let's go college, man. We'll hit that button next. We'll go bowling. It is bowl season. Uh, we got some big games coming up on Saturday. The teams have landed. They've practiced. They've done some things. There's pictures. It's on the Internet, so it's got to be true. And uh, so are we. So we'll be right back right here on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody here live on Southern Sports Central Christmas Eve edition here. We're going to be live here for the next, I don't know, 45, maybe 43 minutes uh, of your uh, Tuesday morning. Then we'll uh, we'll close up shop until Thursday morning. We'll get back at it 7 a.m. 
And uh, we may hit the road. Uh, I just, I like being in the streets, man. It, it's just me. I, I like being in the studio. I appreciate the opportunity to have the walls that we have here. Uh, but, man, I, I, I feel, uh, I, what's the movie uh, with, um, I'm a peacock. I got to fly, man. I can't be in these walls. The peacocks don't really fly. But you know you know the movie I'm talking about with, uh, it's, um, ah, man, I'm trying to think, is it Rio that you're thinking? No, 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 no. It's, um. My goodness gracious. Oh, man. It's uh, the other guys. Is that what it is? Oh, possibly. You don't know. I, I, do, I do not know. I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying I'm to do the process of <laughs> Yeah, I'll go look it up while we, uh, we kind of get into college conversation. So this weekend, it is going to be a full slate of, of college football games. A great amount of games here. Uh, the conversation is on the docket. As of today, there's a bowl game today. Uh, we do know that. Uh, we'll get into that one as well. And then there's, uh, it, it picks back up on Thursday and Friday and then Saturday. <laughs> Blowing your mind because it's big. A lot happening. As you'll see, the Clemson Tigers take on the Buckeyes. You'll see the likes of uh, Oklahoma taking on LSU. There was something that came out yesterday. I saw that Jalen Hurst said, man, look. Uh, he basically threw a lot of lot of shade on um, on uh, Alabama, saying, hey, man, look, what I'm doing here is what I'm doing here. This ain't got nothing to do with Alabama. You know, and you wonder how bitter he may be. I mean, because, again, he is a five-star dude. You'll never know because of his faith, his values, and the way he was raised. And you could tell mom and dad did a great job with Jalen. And uh, I spent a lot of time in the state of Alabama uh, for the last two years. I uh, hadn't been there much lately. Matter of fact, uh, I got a phone call. I got a text message on Sunday morning uh, that a high school uh, teammate of mine, boy, I tell you, the, the last month has not been easy. Uh, teammate of mine, Jeremy Nance, uh, passed away. Who uh, He was my teammate for two years playing high school baseball. And uh, maybe three years. He might have came up as freshman year. But either way, um, Jeremy was a pitcher. He was part of the pitching staff I was on. And uh, but uh, it, it was fun. He lived two streets over from me, so I knew him before then as well. Played little league with the guy. But uh, long story short, at 39 years old, uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning, had a heart attack and uh, didn't recover from it. And that's awful. And, and well, that's God's calling, man. And look, when it's your time, man. Look, when it's time for you to come out of the bullpen and go to the big field, you got to go. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting pretty good accepting that here, especially of late. Uh, that's number three personally to me. So now I've lost a teammate. I've lost uh, a mentor and a coach. I think that's. I think I'm good. I, I'm done. I hope I'm done. Uh, you know, I, I, we'll see. You know, this is usually the time of year. But anyway, long story short, uh, you know, he 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 was in Alabama. He went and played college ball in Alabama. Met his wife in Alabama. Stayed there. Raised uh, some beautiful children. You got three girls and a boy there. A beautiful family. Beautiful wife. Uh, beautiful life. And uh, you know, I put it on Facebook that uh, you know Jeremy taught a lot of us guys how to be a stand-up dad, a stand-up husband, and a stand-up friend, and, and of course a teammate. But uh, you know, we'll miss him. Uh, they're going to lay him to rest, I believe, over the weekend, Friday night. I, I think or Friday afternoon into Saturday is going to be the services in Alabama. But uh, but I have been in Alabama. Uh, you know, I, I I've, I've been fortunate enough to go through there, hang out in Tuscaloosa, actually. I never thought I would ever be in Tuscaloosa much, but uh, I spent a lot of time in Tuscaloosa during those two years and uh, met a lot of great people, man. It, it's a locked and loaded place, and it's growing so fast. They, they're going to change it at some point. I just feel it. it it's definitely going to be called uh, Sabinville uh, because uh, you can see the roads are getting bigger, man. Their intersections are growing, and there's so much growth happening over there. He's buying certain things and upgrading certain places, uh, you know, because you see these uh, facilities, just the old Walmarts that they move out and they leave them abandoned. He's buying them and turning them into things just to keep the, the atmosphere and the, the area up. But um, but Jalen used to just walk around Alabama, Tuscaloosa, by the way. He would go into the barbershop. It wasn't a big deal. This guy's 
again, you know, it, it's just a way of life over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got great barbecue, by the way. Great ribs. Whew. Man, best rib place I've ever been in is Alabama. And they've got this Texacana place, uh, uh, Taco Casa or something like that. But it's, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's, it, it makes Taco Bell look, it's not, it's not good. Taco Bell's not good. Thank God they're not here. You guys wouldn't be alive. It'd be like uh, it'd be like the Huddle House. It'd be a thing of the past. Um, but for me, you know, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, and even though I'd like to see LSU win this one for the SEC, I'm not pro SEC SEC like a lot of SEC fans are because I am a Gamecock. But I like Jalen Hurts. I just huh, I want the championship game to be a championship game. So I need whoever to win one side to win the other side to make it a better side game. And that's kind of all I'm hoping for here. Now, the chances of it happening, are they're pretty good, right? I feel pretty good about, you know, I was asked this yesterday by a group of guys that I'm on a page with over on Facebook called uh, The Barbershop. And, um, you know, it, it's all fun and dandy. We have these conversations. Uh, you have to get on the bus if you lose a game on Sunday. It's more of an NFL-type uh, site than, than it is college. But uh, you lose Sunday, you have to get on a bus, which means you check in on Monday. They jump on a bus, and it looks like everybody in that in that in that deal actually made it out pretty good. I looked up the name that's uh, Taco Casa. Taco Casa. It's Taco Casa. awesome, dude. Oh my god, it's so awesome, dude. It makes Taco Bell. It it it, it it's like there used to be a thing I told you. It used to be a Wendy's and a Judy's. A Judy was like the wicked step. She was like the stepsister of of, of the burger deal, right? Judy's was not as good as Wendy's, but it was it was a thing. Well, that's kind of what Taco Bell would be to Taco Casa, dude. It is so good. Look up the uh, the, the, the barbecue place too, man. Tuscaloosa. It's a famous place, but uh, and they've got them all over now. But it, they they originated, um, they originated there in Tuscaloosa, and and the one place that I went to in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it um, man, it, it's not in the greatest neighborhood, but it's so good. The Dreamland Barbecue. Oh, Dreamland. It's a Dreamland. It okay. is so dreamy. Oh God, ribs. Hickory fired ribs and comfort sides. Man, it's just like a just oh man. A thousand and twenty reviews on I'm looking on Google, four point six stars. That's as, a lot. And it's, That's five. <laughs> well we can round up four point six rounds up to five. <laughs> so we'll, oh, yeah, we'll round so up. So we're good five. there. Yeah. Yeah, we're good there. <laughs> I, I that's the first time hearing the, the comment about Jalen Hurts and it and it kinda struck me. Uh, thinking about it this way, you know, he he he's an all-star guy. We know this. He he's um he he's a stand-up guy on and off the field. Um, he carries himself well, and he uh I don't know if he I wouldn't say that he prides himself on it, but you can definitely when when somebody when somebody of that stature carries that around with him, and he doesn't he doesn't try to show it off. Um, it that, that's what that's not his style. That's what separates uh good from great, and I right. think I think that he's so great about that. Um, but in the same breath, you know. Him calling out, you know, don't don't compare me to, um, you know, what happened at Alabama because he he's looking he's looking forward. Yeah, I I, th- I think that he he's always forward looking into uh, into the next contest, into the next play, into um, the next the next second that runs down on the clock, and he's he's really uh, competitive about that nature. And so by I don't know, you know, by the ties that bind, if you bind him uh, continually to Alabama and that program, like yes, it, it, if you if you catch him more candid, uh, candidly, he'll say, you know, I, I enjoyed my time there. But, you know, the the comparison that but you But then he have, really enjoys time. That's just his personality because he – Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think he really – I think he appreciated what they got there. I, I do felt like, uh, you know, he felt like as he got better, 
you know, unfortunately, it was the next man up. I do think I think his spiritual conversation came in a lot more than his real conversation. I think if he wouldn't be real, he would he would feel some kind of way about it. I mean, because again, I was there in in, in the first time that Clemson knocked him down in in, in Tampa when when that same Hunter Renfro we talked about earlier right. caught the pass and the end zone fell down right. I mean, I was right in front of me. It was actually it was pretty cool. But I'm telling you, it was like the Ricky Bobby moment, man. You know when he's doing the interview, the first time he ever did an interview, he didn't know what to do with his hands. Well, the fans in Alabama. Don't know how to handle losing because they don't lose much. Well, back then they didn't. At least they didn't understand. Yeah. They sat there for like two hours, stunned, like looking, like, what do we do now? <laughs> what do you mean we didn't win the championship? Like there's one second on the clock have, we could still do this. No, after the game, dude, they uh, stood even, in the even after the game. After the game, they were like the last group of people. You would have thought they won the game because they're so used to staying for two hours afterwards and partying and and and, and the elephant kind of gets his thing going. You know, Big Al's all there doing his mm. thing. Do you know their elephant has blue eyes? I think I did. That's weird. That's very weird. That's very weird. Why doesn't it's a, it's a it's a strange detail to point out? It is. Well, it was brought to me. Ah, so I'm bringing it to you. You know, just like I remember watching the Ole Miss game a couple of years ago. It was last year, not this past year, but the year before. And Ole Miss scores like seven points. And I'm watching this game, and uh, the person watching the game was looks at me and it was like, "Well, I hope they enjoy that because they're not going to score again." And I was thinking, "Dude, they just scored on you like in like 30 seconds, dude. This is not going to go well." And I'll be doggone if they weren't right. <laughs> that was the last time they scored. It was so bad. That uh, the little this little six year old was down there making snow angels or grass angels with Big Al, and the little six year old had on an Ole Miss shirt. Right? You could only imagine. You could only imagine in in, in Mississippi, uh, that dad was like going, "Honey, look look at him. Just look at. Him. You know what? We can't even go to church on Sunday now because little Timmy's down there with that dumb elephant with blue eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was the blue eyes. It was the blue it eyes. Was the blue eyes. The blue eyed elephant. You didn't know that, did you? I did not I know, didn't know that. it either. But that's like the signature thing. It's got to be something to it. Hang out with us. Come on in. 323-784-9681. That's the number to call in. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. The bowl game yesterday that we were talking briefly about, we'll get into very briefly here, is the bad boy. i got to love them bad boys. Bad boy mowers. Bad boy mowers. If I owned a mower, it would be a bad boy mower. It has to be. Uh, The Casparilla Bowl is is the bowl game from yesterday. UCF gets its 10th by beating Marshall. We are Marshall, but we are not winners. 48-25 in that Casparilla Bowl. Richie Grant and Tremont Morris Brash had a first-quarter defensive touchdowns to start this thing off. Now, Dylan Gabriel led three-quarters scoring drive and a Central Florida beatdown all around. Marshall was uh, the victim there, a 48-25 big-time beatdown on Monday afternoon. Boy, it was not a Monday afternoon delight. For uh, those in the Marshall uh, colors yesterday, uh, we'll give you some quick stats here. Um, it was, of course, uh, Mr. Gabriel that we talked about, 14 for 24, 260 yards, two touchdowns, rushing on the ground. Uh, the leading rusher actually was from Marshall. Uh, this guy, uh, he did a, a lot there. Mr. Knox, 26 touches, 103 yards. On the other side, rushing, you had uh, Mr. McRae, who had 14 touches, 80 yards, and a touchdown in his back pocket. The leading receiver is out of, of course, uh, Central Florida. Why not? And that is Mr. Williams, seven t- seven catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown as well. But it was uh, it was all Central Florida. 21 points in the first quarter. Not much to talk about there. Uh, they then put three more on the board, so that made it 24. But they did give up seven right before the half there. And I thought, well, maybe, just maybe, this team's kind of playing the old here and the tortoise thing. And, uh, well, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, 21 more points as they came out in the third quarter. They did give up 18 points, which was weird. 
but then they shut them out in the fourth quarter. So two shutout quarters in the first and the fourth uh, by Central Florida. They end up putting three more on the board. That's a final 48 225. Uh, take a quick break. Come back uh, 830. We'll start looking ahead now at uh, the game today. There is there are some games today. How about that? There are some some action today. And uh, we're going to head to Hawaii. There you go. A little bit of Hawaiian uh, dance here for you. Maybe some of that you said just yesterday. Remember we were in Barnwell and they did the flame throwing um, batons. Maybe we'll throw around some of that here in the studio. And um, yeah, the smoke detectors. Are yeah, there's a fire fire hazards. Um, the smoke <laughs> detectors will not agree with us. They would definitely not. But uh, we'll talk about Hawaii BYU. They're going to kick off uh, tonight at 8 p.m. Check that out. Christmas Eve coming at you uh, all the way from Hawaii, and it is BYU favored by a point and a half there, uh, which means uh, realistically not a big deal. So uh, we'll check into that and much more as you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and all the good stuff coming at you next as we get into the bowl season. Saturday, and I encourage him to continue to do that, make that Saturday show different than 
especially during the offseason of football. Make it something different. I know you'll get into some baseball. We'll do a little college baseball. We'll do a little major league. But as the season gets a little bit different, and, and this season being the sports that come through uh, the airwaves and, and through our, our listening voices here, uh, we will cover things. As you see the transition, we went from high school, where uh, they've now checked in all their pads, all their helmets. Uh, they're done. There are no more high school games uh, for these young athletes. All the all-star games have, have been checked in, and they're checking out now. And uh, now a lot of these guys, early signing period, uh, they're leaving. They're going to go to college early January. Uh, some kids are still getting these offers now. So uh, that being said, we will have another high school special in February. Yeah, February. February is going to be when the yeah, um, that's a, that's the when actual, the actual signing yeah. day is going to occur. But that's going to go away too, though, because it's going to start becoming more of a deal in December, and I don't like that. I I, but, I beg to disagree because you you have the the star uh, athletes the the like the ESPN 300s or the the top 100 players according to 24/7 Sports or or whatever those um whatever those rankings are. And the the top schools are, of course, they're going to get their they're going to get their uh, share of those players. And then whenever they finally get those players, and there's some still still some more key pieces that they need, they're they're still going to go they're still going to go after and nope. what they're going into the they're going to I'm telling you, dude, they're going to the portal. That that's all this is. This is nothing but the help. High school players are going to the no, portal. No 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 no. Well, they, well no, the college players are, are going to end up going into this portal. So what they're going to do. Is they're gonna so they, here's, they, here's they why entered, they, 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 like the, they entered the portal before the national signing right. period. Though. But but what you have to see here is but but they're gonna go get their high school athletes first, right? And then they're gonna go get in the portal, and then they're gonna go back to this other thing. This whole signing early period, it's not to help the high school kids. It's to help the college. It's to help get these kids pushing these kids a little bit more. And for example, let's just say, and and here's why I don't like it. We'll use Adam McKenna for a prime example. We know him personally. And I've already had a conversation with him. I've had a conversation with his parents. He's going to Rhode Island. Okay. Great choice. Not a bad choice. This kid goes to the Shrine Bowl. And this is, this is college-driven, so we can, we can get in this a little bit. But he's going, he goes into the Shrine Bowl. He plays a position that he normally doesn't play. He is not a center on the football team at Somerville High School. He is, he is on the guard, the tackle. He's a different guy. He's not the middle guy. He played his bejesus off on, um, on, on Saturday. I mean, looked good. Had he not had to commit early. Had he not been having to commit early, guess what? Then he he would have possibly gotten an opportunity to go play somewhere else a little bit bigger than Rhode Island. No knock to Rhode Island, but he could have gone to an app state. He could have gone to South Carolina. He could have gone somewhere else. But because he couldn't afford to not sign on that day, in lieu of losing that opportunity for that scholarship, he was forced into signing early. Brody Hopkins, another kid we can talk about because we know him a little bit more. He's another Somerville guy, baseball guy but had a stand-up, five-star, stellar season. Baseball's early signing period, by the way, was in November. He had to sign early in November because if he didn't sign in November, then he would have lost his scholarship to play baseball at the College of Charleston. And yet, instead of taking your time, making the right decision, and everybody signing in February, which I think everybody should, then that happens. But, oh, but it doesn't fit the, the deal of, of – and, again, what you have to watch and be careful for is that there's so many things – High school football is, is, and I don't want to get into a tantrum, is under attack. It is a little bit of under attack here. They're, they're making it softer. The kids have very little bit of discipline in them because when they come on the field, they don't held. Used to be the standard in the classroom was, was man, look, you, you don't do that in your class. You're not going to do that out here. Now it's like, you do that in your class, you dang sure not going to do it down here. We don't cuss out here. We don't act a fool. We do have a caller over there on the, 
Matt's Burgers Hotline as we say top of the morning. Welcome to Southern Sports Central on a Christmas Eve special. Who's with us? This is Bulldog Burt. How y'all doing today, Rich and Will? Hey, buddy. How are you? How about it, Bulldog? Merry Christmas to you and your families, and I'm really enjoying the show. And I'm working on a story right now, uh, breaking news sort of story about Clemson football. Uh, it has just been revealed to me uh, by a source. Of course, I did the research. We're going to be doing some more research after the uh, Christmas, the day after Christmas. But Amir Rogers will be returning uh, to complete his senior year wide receiver at Clemson along with Travis Etienne. And why is this uh, unusual, you know, because we've seen Dabo bring other ones back, you know, for their um, senior year. Also, T. Higgins may come back for his senior year. Uh, But why is this so uh, breaking news? Because it has been revealed to me that Dabo Swinney under-enrolls people in their freshman year so they will have to complete the course just like ETN, he has one more semester, two classes he has to complete, and he will have his diploma. But it's because of Dabo Sweeney telling them to do this. They're under-enrolling, therefore they're having to come back for their senior year to complete their degree. And this is a strategy here. Uh, this is a strategy here to keep the players um for their senior year. And I think this is very revealing about Clemson. Not only is he doing it on the front end recruiting, but he's also uh, padding his coffers by making sure that these seniors return for their senior year. It's, it's, it's hard, uh, juniors return for their senior year. It's hard to believe that uh, you're coached by your coach to do these things and make these decisions where most schools the, the the student makes a decision, and the coaching has little. Coach has little to do within the enrollment process in, in lining your classes up. Live right now with Bulldog Burke, all the way in Saluda, South Carolina, small town USA, here in the great state of South Carolina. I can only imagine the festivities that have been going on in this town. Uh, the decorations have been up, man. It's still they probably have Christmas carolers still in this town. Uh, I love it. I'm a big fan of Saluda. <laughs> That's so much that we brought Will in. First of all, before we get into your conversation, man, you're you're big time. Man, I knew you were big time before, but I, I did watch you uh, with a news guy the other day in the in the store that you were in, and uh, they brought you and your buddy in and <laughs> watched you guys do a, a, a nice piece, man. And uh, it's so cool, man. It, it really is, and it, it does a lot to my heart personally to see high school football getting the love, getting the attention that, that you guys are able to get over there. And, and I just hope it bleeds around the state and around the country because it's when, when people were hanging out in high school football stadiums, man, you didn't hear about as much drama and, and stuff going around towns and stuff like that because just that's where everybody was. That's all we knew. We knew that's what we did. But uh, uh, I love the fact that you guys are, are continuing your thing. Uh, and, and your quarterback, by the way, is getting more recognition around the country. I keep seeing awards coming out to him. Uh, well-deserved kid. I mean, I actually sent him a, a direct message yesterday, and he responded back. He's a, he's a great kid, and I expect him to be because – I get a chance to work with uh, one of the kids you guys sent me. Matter of fact, uh, from Saluda here, Will is a homegrown kid who I found out yesterday he was in the band. Who knew that? I didn't. I do now. But uh, you know, you get back to Will to to, uh, to Coach um, 
over there, Dabo Sweeney. It doesn't surprise me there, Bulldog. I, I think this guy is a five-star guy. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a Gamecock. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, there's my allegiances over there uh, for athletic purposes in my past and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I would send my kid to play for a guy like him. I'd send, I know I'd send my, guy to, uh, my kid to play for a guy uh, like Monty Lee. Now, Monty Lee and I played college ball together uh, in the summer league here in Charleston. Uh, but, but both of those guys are stand-up dudes. You know, I don't know your basketball coach at all, but I do know those two guys enough to tell you. And I watched Dabo. That's what he does. I mean, this guy, I'm telling you, if my grandma was on the edge of the bridge in Charleston getting ready to jump, I'm sending Dabo. Look, get her down, dude. I got Christmas tomorrow. She's got to be here, right? And he would do it because that's just his personality. But he is teaching. He, it, it's the old disciples creating disciples. And he's doing that in his football life. He's doing that in his personal life. He's doing more than just be a coach. He's being a father figure. He's being a mentor. He's being an advisor. And that's why I always tell everybody this. I talked to Ricky Saff just the other day. Ricky, a great friend of mine who now lives up in Myrtle Beach and does a lot of stuff in the communities uh, from Orangeburg or that area up there in the Orangeburg outlying areas. But, you know, I told him all the time, man, if you guys can get Gattles on the campus, man, it's a 99.9% sure bet they're going to close the deal. And I actually introduced, I uh, got introduced yesterday to a guy who, uh, I don't know his name. I need to go look him up. But he stood on the bridge when Clemson was heading to the airport and had a sign. He wears this big cowboy hat. And you probably know who I'm talking about. And stood on the, uh, stood on the, the, the overpass with a big sign, you know, talking about eyes one. But uh, I, I love it, man. I, I love getting a chance to do what we do, to meet all guys like you and, and, and guys like him and just being a part of it. But the culture it's where it starts at. That's why Saluda won a state championship. That's why Clemson keeps winning championships is because the culture is rich within and it pours without. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, Dabo Swinney is a successful coach. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and we're seeing what makes a successful coach. Number one is a personal relationship with your parents. That gets you over the bridge into Clemson. And then also it is uh, the personification, the charisma he has uh, on and off the field that, you know, keeps the kids there. And uh, so that that's something interesting that I, that I come across uh, that was just revealed to me this morning about how he uh, manages to keep those seniors there uh, through the enrollment process. And, uh, and, is, you know, it begs to differ, you know, where, what line, you know, they cross. And, of course, we could talk about paying players. Of course, we know Dabo Sweeney uh, doesn't agree with that at all. Uh, he revealed that back in October in L.A. Times when he said that he didn't agree for paying players. And so um, we, he, is a, he is a trendsetter. If he wins again the national championship, it's going to – not not that Clemson isn't already benefiting from it, but he will have won three national championships in Clemson. Uh, you know, never would have dreamed that he would have done these things, uh, and they're right on the eve of doing that. Live right now with uh, Bulldog Burke from uh, my alma mater and uh, my hometown of Saluda, South Carolina. And uh, uh, Bulldog, I tell you one thing. It's very interesting that um, that all of this is coming out, and um, all of these players are, are are star players in in the eyes of, of Clemson fans and uh, and and Clemson alum and all of that. Um, 
and I think it really speaks to the culture of, of Clemson itself and how uh, Dabo is really able to uh, hold on to these players for, for one more year so that they – uh, that they come back and for their senior year, whether it be for the academics or to or to play um, once again, like like uh, Christian Wilkins did last year, he returned for his senior year uh, to play football, but he he was not enrolled in any classes because he he had already graduated with his degree. And so, and this really I think speaks to the culture that Clemson has uh, set that Dabo Sweeney has set uh, for. The, for these players and these upperclassmen to really come back and to enjoy their senior year, but also uh, to, to enter a leadership role uh, to mentor the, the younger athletes, the, the underclassmen, uh, to possibly be in their shoes uh, come the, 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 uh, probably come this time next year. What do you think about that? Well, um, I think you can turn the other thing up there, Thompson. Uh, you know, uh, uh, because, I mean, if you're winning, let's let's put it frankly, if you're winning, you can get a whole lot more accomplished than when you're just losing or mediocre. Uh, and uh, so winning translates into success, and, and he's doing that on the ninth field. There's no doubt about it. Live right now with Bulldog Burke in Saluda, South Carolina. It is not the home of the Huddle House, but they did have a Huddle House. Uh, Bulldog Burke, you, you've been around Saluda a little bit. I'm, I'm busting on Will a little bit, man, because he brought the Huddle House out, and I was like, man, I haven't heard of the Huddle House in a long time. And, and you and I are, are probably a little bit closer to age than Will and I are. Will, I'm 41, Will's 21, and, and, and I think you're probably a young 43 there, Bulldog Burke, just a guess here. Uh, that being said, mm-hmm. do you remember the Judy's? You remember the, Wendy's has been around for a long time, but there used to be a spinoff called Judy's. Are you familiar with that that chain? No, I'm not. Oh my God! Maybe it was just a Grand Strand thing. Maybe it was just Myrtle Beach. I got to find out, man. It's a. It was like a spinoff. Though. It was kind of like the the sidekick of uh, of Judy and Wendy. They were kind of like uh, uh, the Starsky and Hutch, maybe of the burger joints. I don't know, but. Uh, Man, I tell you what, uh, we are against a break there, Bulldog, but it, it means a lot to me okay. that you and I have connected as well. Go ahead. Yes, sir. And I want to wish you and your family, you and Will, a Merry Christmas and all your listeners. And uh, I'll be back in touch. Really enjoy the show. Man, it's a God gift to have you a part of it in any time. We'll be back Thursday, uh, 7 to 9. So call as early, as late as you need, and, and, and let's talk a little bit about it. And then if I can get Will to take me up there, man, we'll do a live show up there wherever you find a spot, man. We can we can mic it up, and uh, we'll do back-to-back shows and have right. fun on a Tuesday. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I know a place or two, I can tell you. Yeah? Yeah. Not the Huddle House. Not the Huddle House. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Well, Bulldog Park, well, man, Merry Christmas, and – Yes, sir. We definitely will, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday. Call in and talk to us Thursday. We love having you in here with us. All right, Rich and Will. Thank you. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, man, I love it, man. I, I, there's nothing more uh, than hanging out with a guy that has the same passion as you, to, to, the drive that you have, and, and the ability to get it out. Uh, he's a famous movie star. I mean, I don't know if you guys know or not, but you go to Salute Alive and, uh, on Facebook and join those guys, but uh, this guy, he got interviewed by the uh, press uh, the other day, uh, you know, uh, you might not get a chance to talk to him in public. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's this, uh, he, he's, a, he's a needed man around the community, but that's what you need. You need a guy like him in your community. You need a guy like his staff around you in the community. And what he's able to do to give back to is, is just as important 
uh, I, I think, as anything else. But uh, we would love to have you. We're going to stay in here for the rest of the uh, segment here. Uh, usually, I looked at the clock now. It's 847. Uh, again, we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, again, take this moment. Take this moment to enjoy uh, the reason for the season. Uh, again, I, I've encouraged you to go and, and going to do one final shout out. Uh, to my home church here in uh, Somerville. Well, it's actually in North Charleston uh, Cathedral of Praise over there off of uh, Ashley Phosphate. The location is 3790 Ashley Phosphate Road. Uh, you can uh, get in there and watch uh, four different shows, or you can watch it one time for, you know, what have you. But uh, they're going to do, of course, uh, a, a fairy tale Christmas carol on Christmas Eve here today as uh, Cathedral presents uh, at 12 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Like I mentioned, uh, they do have child care for ages 5 and under. You have to be 5. You can't act 5. So, again, wives, you can't send your husbands in there. Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, can't, you can't send you can't send Ben in. Yeah, Bill's been acting kind of foolish all, all week. Well, Bill's got to go in there with you. He's got to sit in the service just like the rest of us. Uh, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, it, it's ran by the Fuel Team, uh, which is the youth program there. Uh, a cathedral. Uh, the music's going to be great. The, the entertainment's going to be fun. Uh, the message is going to be the important part of it. And I think you should make sure that you find somewhere this afternoon to go to. Uh, you know, you're seeing it on social media a lot of times too. Uh, no, we'll st- we're, we're going to stay here. We'll stay here until the end, top of the hour. Just because if we go to break, then we'll come right back, and it's just going to be pointless. But um, but yeah, I'd love to have you call in here, uh, Bulldog Burke. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, again. We want to thank all of our sponsors who who. Do what they do so that we can do what we do, bring this to you, and uh, and, and wish them and their families Merry Christmas as well. Of course, uh, the, the the studio is sponsored by, of course, Gurren's Pharmacy. It is the oldest independently owned pharmacy in the state of South Carolina. Simmons Barbershop, the oldest barbershop in Somerville, and one of the oldest ones here in the uh, in the great state of South Carolina as well. Matt's Burgers. Matt's been with me since day one. My dream uh, has been to do what I'm doing here, and uh, he has been uh, right there with us and uh, dancing all the way through. And um, we greatly appreciate Matt, his family, the Tyson family. Uh, I've watched his kids grow up from being little kids to uh, little Matt or now big Matt. Uh, Matt number two is, uh, is an adult trying to play baseball at the College of Charleston. And his daughter, of course, uh, was a drum major uh, in the band over at Fort Dorchester. And, of course, his wife uh, have all loved on us a lot here and have fed us a lot in the last seven or eight years here as well. Uh, and then Matt's Barbershop. It's another Matt. It's another barbershop, but uh, a great conversation to be had there. Guys, look, if you're ever looking for a great conversation, just go to a local barbershop. But go to a bunch of different ones. Man, it's like watching a soap opera. And when I say go to different different styles, different ways, different days, man, go around, and you will definitely enjoy um, enjoy that as well. Now when you uh, start to kind of put things together, uh, you know, you look at the bowl season, you look at things kind of uh, going around and, and, and what the conversation is. Again, Hawaii, BYU is going to be today. That's going to be in the, S, uh, the SoFi, I guess, Hawaiian Bowl. The SoFi Hawaii Bowl. There you go. Uh, there'll be a lot of dancing and celebration going on there. Oh, that yeah, sucks. No, dude, I tell you what's crazy, the 32nd time uh, that these two teams meet. Uh, dating all the way back to 1930. Yeah. Uh, they were former Western Athletic Conference rivals. Right. Uh, and Hawaii joined the Mountain West in 2012, and, and BYU just competes as an independent right now. Um, but they faced off 22 times between 1978 and 2003. And I, I'm not sure how many times that they have been um, it, competing against one another in a bowl game. Um, but BYU is looking to win their third straight. 
and the Rainbow Warriors will be making their ninth Hawaii Bowl appearance, and uh, they lost to Louisiana Tech in last year's game, thirty-one to fourteen. Yeah, they, they, you wonder. Everybody assumes that they would like to stay there, but you, how much? How much do you think they would rather probably go out and go play somewhere else for a change? You talking about Hawaii? Yeah, I mean, we say God, it would be great, right? But just like us, we're in Charleston, and how many people are fighting to get into Charleston every day? And you and I are, well, you know, not I don't know about you, but me, I'm always like, well, let's go somewhere. You know, go where? There's so much stuff to do here. Well, I live here. Yeah, you know, sometimes that staycation is not really a staycation. It's it's kind of like what have you. But uh, that course, uh, that game's happening today. And then, like I said, they'll take a day off tomorrow. There are no bowl games tomorrow, no NFL games tomorrow, only NBA. You mm-hmm. watch NBA. And I don't know if there's college tomorrow at all either. I think, man, college no, I think may it, actually it, takes off on, on Sundays and holidays like that too. Right. And uh, But then on Thursday, you're going to get back into it. The Independence Bowl. Ooh, boy, the exciting place in Shreveport, Louisiana. Nobody <laughs> said that. Uh, it's going to be Louisiana Tech. Uh, La Tech's going to be taking on Miami. Uh, that one's going to be uh, around 4 o'clock. And then uh, at 8 o'clock uh, that night, you're going to see uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. That's going to be uh, Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. There's a sleeper for you. It should be a good game. Two teams that have struggled all year, 75, 6, and 6. Uh, and then on Friday, Friday kind of rounds up a little bit here. You get North Carolina and Temple. Watch out for North Carolina. Temple's good, too, by the way. We had Temple's uh, commit young quarterback, Matt Duncan, in here. He went to Ashley Ridge. He's at Ashley Ridge right now. Uh, he is heading to Temple as soon as he graduates. Uh, a great kid from right down the street, matter of fact, from the studio, uh, joined us on Monday morning. Uh, but he, of course, uh, he'll have eyes on that game. That's the military uh, bowl presented by, uh, was that North, Northrop? Northrop? Northrop, probably. Drummond? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, UN, UNC is favored uh, by five on yeah. this game, uh, and, and they, are, they are the favorites. And, of course, they want to put the finishing touch on a bounce-back season. Um, and a good season for Mac Brown. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, for, it was his first season back. First season back. He's got a great recruiting class coming in. Yeah. His quarterback just got some accolades there. He's a freshman. I think he's a freshman quarterback, maybe a sophomore. But anyways, his future looks good over there, and, and it's a different Mac Brown. It's a, a little bit more of a, an old dog, if you will, coming back to the house uh, uh, to sit on the porch, kind of like Steve Spurrier. And I think if he addresses this thing like Steve Spurrier did in South Carolina, I think he's gonna have a lot of luck there. Steve Spurrier, I wanted the old Spurrier. Uh, when he came to South Carolina, that smash mouth, that aired out kind of Spurrier, Florida Gator deep offensive mindset. But what he did at South Carolina until the end, I do mean until the end, he did great. He really did great. Uh, and he said he wasn't going to go out losing. And, he, and, you know, some way or another, he, he ended up not doing it the way I wanted him to do it. But I ain't mad at you. Hey, I ain't mad at you, dude. It's cool. I appreciate what you did. You gave us a, a great uh, run there and, and made the decade of uh, – 2010 to 2020, pretty daggum good there for four or five years. And it bled into uh, other things. Actually, it was baseball that started in 2010. It bled into football. It bled into basketball. It bled into some other sports. Winning is what? Contagious. It bleeds winning into other things. Right. Uh, also going to happen on Friday is going to be uh, Michigan State, Wake Forest. That game's going to be over there, the uh, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. That's New York. New York. And um, Wake Forest, of course, 8-4. Trying to find out or – they able to have a finishing touch on what was supposed to be a pretty good year for them. They ended up not impressed. I'm not impressed by them at all. Uh, and then a Michigan State coach, oh, by the way, um, who was a Gamecock, former Gamecock football player, the head coach of Michigan State, yep. used to play for South Carolina. Uh, can they do something? They, of course, uh, they, man, they just have struggled so much. And they're 6-6, six and six, taking on an 8-4 Wake Forest team. And that's not going to be a good look. If Michigan State beats Wake Forest in this game, it does mean things. It does have argument stakes for us during the the, the the postseason part after the bowl games because how bad is how bad is the ACC right now? They need to have a strong, stellar, standout uh, bowl season record. Yeah, it has a lot a lot of major implications. Uh, just for, for sure. Just, just, just yeah, I know. 
uh, the conversation it, it does end up becoming you know how how strong just how strong is the ACC right because you know we've been dogging them all year this is really their time to shine if they if they can pull the rabbit out of the hat or what, whatever um, uh, what, whatever uh, whatever figure speech that you want to right. throw out there. And I don't know, dogging, it'd be the right word. I see what you're saying there, but it's just, it, it, it's facing reality, man. It's not dogging you. Oh, it, it is, is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. When you can't find more than one team to stand up and do something, I mean, it is what it is. You are who we thought you were. Isn't that how it goes? Mm-hmm. Uh, other games on that Friday are going to be as followed. Uh, of course, uh, getting down this list here quickly, we are against the top of the hour here. Oklahoma State, 8-4. and four. Uh, The mullet man himself, Mr. Gundy, is going to be taking on uh, Texas A&M, and that's an old matchup there in the Big Ten. Right? Oh, the Big 12. Big yeah, 12. The Big 12. Yep. Uh, the Big 12 matchup there, that's the Academy Sports Outdoor Texas Bowl. Hey, everything's bigger in Texas. They're going to meet over there at 645 ESPN. Texas A&M is favored by six and a half, close enough to a touchdown there. I don't know if I'm buying that or not. I, we'll see. And the defense is going to be the story there for A&M if they can slow down that, 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 that Big 12 offense. I think they'll have luck. And the good news is they've got them on, on these guys, and they know these guys pretty well. They're actually pretty close to them in yeah. proximity. I mean, it could it could be a, basically a home game for Texas A&M because it could is be. in Texas. But uh, yeah, also but was, you have Oklahoma State, and they're right there. They're not that far. Not that far. Not that far. And then uh, USC, what can they do? Eight and four. Now, a win for them makes them nine and four. Iowa, though. Iowa wins this one in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I love the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Iowa's only favored by two. Safety. Check that out. So that's going to be a pick em. Uh Eight and four, USC, 22 in the country. Boy, win this one. They end up possibly in the top 20. That's a pretty good rebound. That's a, that's a season. huge rebound for, the for them. Too. No, it's a huge rebound for them because, you know, the, the conversation, I think, all season, and, and this is going to be the conversation for, for people on the West Coast uh, to talk about Clay Helton and the job that he's done. Has it been such a – has it been a really good job because – you know, yeah. the, early, the, the early signing period, he's ranked, you know, in the low 70s, high 80s, somewhere around there, uh, stuck between Louisiana Tech and, a, um, and another, you know, one of those schools. Right. And just his ability to, to coach, like, that's been a question uh, ever since the beginning of his tenure. And a win here against a number 16 ranked Iowa who has one more win than they do, I think it would speak volumes to that program. Uh, and and their ability to uh, I guess overcome the adversity that uh, that is the the Pac-12 and the the results that they've put on the board. And they're going against a Big Ten team out of Iowa, so 16th ranked, 22 ranked. And for me, I think Lane Kiffin really destroyed this this program when he was there. That little bit of time he wasn't. He actually came on and apologized for that recruiting class that he had in there. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at certain things. I mean, everywhere he's gone, uh, we'll see. Uh, hasn't been great uh, for those when he's left. He's left a mess there. He left a mess in Tennessee. Left a mess in Southern California. Uh, so not so much about uh, Florida, Florida Atlantic. Well, not yet. We don't not know that yet. yet. There were like six guys that were academically ineligible for the yeah. bowl game, by the way. Yeah. They just had more gamers on the field. I mean, Florida. Yeah. That's yeah. why I keep telling everybody about the state of Florida. And then the last bowl game, the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, Air Force Academy against uh, Washington State, the Cougars. Uh, the Cougars are actually underdogs, three-point underdogs in this game. Air Force is 10-2, and two, and uh, Washington State, they're an even six. What do you think about this one? Mike Leach's boys, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I like Mike Leach. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Air Force, we'll see. 10-2, and two, who do you play all year? You can't play, the, uh, you, you can't play all the military schools and then turn around and play the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts of America. you got to win that one. You win that one, then we'll talk about it. But uh, I hope Mike Leach wins that one. I'll be pulling for him. That's the one guy. If I had, and I'll end it on this, uh, if there was one guy that I could sit down with tomorrow, and have a Christmas dinner with it would be Mike Leach, by the way. I put that on Twitter the other day. If you had a father-in-law, you could pick your own father-in-law, and he was a college football coach, who would it be? 
it would be that guy, Mike Leach. He's just a zipper. He's a zinger. He's a quick slinger. You know, he's he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, we'll get in more to uh, the other stuff because uh, Saturday's locked and loaded. But at least that prep chef for the deal. Uh, from me to you to, of course, uh, my family to your family, Will, uh, and to all of those who contribute to Southern Sports Central, we say Merry Christmas, uh, Happy uh, Happy Hanukkah, because that's began as well. And, uh, and and we do wish that you guys have a phenomenal Christmas Eve. Remember the reason for the season. And uh, love on those who are around you guys. God bless. Take care. Will, thanks for what you do, buddy. We'll see you on Thursday. Yes, sir. On right, Thursday. Got to do it Thursday morning, bright and early, here on Southern Sports Central, 7 a.m., guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Rocking around the Christmas.